Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of the Industry Insider here on the EKN Radio Network. My name is Rob Howden. It is episode number 26. Uh, and we wa- we welcome you to the EKN Radio Network. Hopefully, you've downloaded the app to your mobile device and can uh, pick up our live 24-7, 365 streaming Carding Radio Network anywhere you go. Of course, these podcasts always awesome for the morning commute or your drive home. So this edition of The Insider, uh, one of my good friends. In fact, uh, I'll talk about it a little bit later on, but uh, we're going Rock Island Grand Prix, and we've got Roger Ruthart with, uh, with us. Roger, thank you so much for joining me here on the ECAN Radio Network, another edition of The Rock, just a couple of weeks away. Yeah, we're excited. We're, just, we're at the point now, you know, we just hang on. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you know, we, we, these industry insiders, we use them a lot, Roger, to talk to people, uh, you know, promoters. We had Terry Trader on. Uh, we had Mike Burrell on. You know, we've, we've, we've had guys that, you know, put the races on. Greg Jasperson, Tom Kutcher, uh, Garrett Potter, uh, Andy Saisman. This is a good opportunity for us to talk to promoters and, you know, see what's going on. This is a big one for you guys. And, again, I'll, we'll go into it later on how, how core the Rock Island Grand Prix has been for me. Uh, as a as a journalist and as a broadcaster, and also the sport, but this is the 25th anniversary of the Rock Island Grand Prix. Definitely one of the, the bucket list races in North American karting. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's others, many others that uh, have been around that long. Maybe no. the uh, maybe the w, WKA race down in Florida at Christmas time. It might be a little older than us, but um, other than that, yeah, we've you know just been hanging in there. We have a great group that gets together every year and gets this done and uh you have you know great success which keeps the racers coming back yeah i think, I think you're right i think wk cartwig's the granddaddy i have a feeling they may be celebrating 45 years next year that's a, it's a big one right it's back in, it's been going for a long time but a street race is always tough roger to be able to put that much time in you know street races have come and gone uh you know the streets of lancaster with Scusa still holding on uh, you know, Modesto was a one and done. There's a number of street races with the SIRA that have been going for a number of years, but wow. And obviously good to see the Quincy Grand Prix back, but 25 years for Rock Island. It says a lot, I think about, about the event itself and how you guys have worked uh, pretty well with the city of Rock Island. It's, it's big, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, obviously you have to have the local support, uh, the city and the downtown businesses and things like that. And we, you know, we try and we try and point out the the value that we bring with you know bringing thousands of spectators and hundreds of race teams and all that to town, and and I think that you know that's a that's a big part of it. Well, simply put, you know, any event, any promoter was going to use the numbers, the you know the the economic impact on the city, and you know with the fifteen years that I spent as as the you know the the voice of the, the event as the as your announcer, man, every night. You know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday night, the downtown core, the you know the uh, the district, the arts and entertainment district of Rock Island, packed with people. And and I know I spent a lot of money. <laughs> I know a lot of people spend the money, bars, restaurants, uh, getting into the Ribco concerts. A lot of money injected into that downtown core any every Labor Day weekend for the Rock Island Grand Prix. Yeah, not only the core, but I have, I have to throw out the uh, Jumers Casino too yeah. because a lot of our a lot of our racers like to check that out. It's uh, as as they say, it's Las Vegas without the flight. <laughs> I, I think I stayed there one time. I think my flight got canceled and I had to stay at Jumers. Otherwise, I was always right down right downtown, which was awesome. But you're right, right. The, the casino is huge. Uh, you know, over to the Riverboat Casino as well. I've been I was there a couple of times. But let's let's get into the race itself now, folks. I, I want to throw this out here. 
as I said before, this is the bucket list race. And anybody who's done Rock Island will tell you, you have to do it at least once. And usually once you've done it once, you're going to come back because it's just, it's, it's a unique event. It's got less, kind of, I, feel, I believe it's, there's less stress. There's just, there's so much off track and the on track's not quite as stressful. It's a Saturday, Sunday race. You know, you do a little bit of racing now on Saturday, but it used to be just practice on Saturday, qualifying, and then you race on Sunday. It's just got this atmosphere Roger, and I'm sure that you get that from a lot of the people that keep coming back. It's just, it's one of those races you have to do at least once. And if you've done it once, you do it again. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I think part of the magic, there's, I think, two elements to that magic. And number one is it's a one-off race. So nobody's really worried about, you know, they're, they're leading the next competitor or how many points they're going to get or anything like that. Um, the other thing is, you know, just the great organization and the people that we have that, that yeah. put it on. Um, you know, we put out a release recently uh, sort of identifying all of the the uh, race officials we're going to have back this year. And we have people there that, that have been doing this with us for, you know, 15 or 20 years. No doubt. Yeah. And and it, it's just their their attitude and approach that keeps the racing uh safe and fair but also you know whenever they can we try and make sure everybody has a good time while they're here well you know I, and i think you, you look at the staff that's been there for so long yourself of course roger you're from when i was when i first went and i think i think 1999 was the first year i think i i was at the rock island grand prix but you look at your staff and i've raced it many times a half a dozen times or more as well and i think one of the keys for what you guys have done as a street race is it, it's you're, it's the safest street race out there. You guys, the the way that the, the event is laid out, the way the track's laid out, and your corner workers. Man, like when I was announcing it, I'm sure Tim Coyan does the same thing now. David Cole, we write about it all the time on on you know on EKN. When there's an issue in the corner, like out go like a half a dozen corner workers. They spring to action. They're getting that cart off the racetrack or carts. Uh, lots of, lots of times it's multiple yeah. carts, but drivers are you know the, the drivers are up because you've got the barriers, you've got the, the hay bales. You guys have such a great team, and as a racer myself, every time I, I bought, I, I, you know, I sat in the seat and, went and got racing, I knew that if anything happened, the corner workers were going to take care of me. And I, I think that's because of the consistency you have. It's one of the calling cards of the race. Just such a great staff. Absolutely, I you know I can't say enough about them, and uh, you know it's it's just developed over time. You know, every year they're a little more experienced, and you know, some people come and go along the way, but we have a, a great nucleus that's you know, been at it for a long time and understands the whole philosophy of what we're trying to do here. Speaking now with Roger Ruthart uh, from the Rock Island Grand Prix, the event celebrating its 25th anniversary this year. And he is our guest here on episode number 26 of the Industry Insider. Folks, stick with us. A quick little break and we come back and start, time to start talking about the race itself. <laughs> Let's talk about the new classes that are coming up this year. The classes that Roger expects are going to be the biggest. We'll talk a little bit about pre-entry numbers uh, and a lot more to come here on the EKN Radio Network. You've heard the term bucket list. In karting, it refers to the Rock Island Grand Prix. The world's largest street race for karting will host its 25th edition this coming Labor Day weekend, and you owe it to yourself to be there. The Rock Island Grand Prix lands on the weekend of August 30 and September 1, and everyone in the Mississippi River City is ready to welcome grassroots racers as well as some of the best shifter kart drivers from North America to their home race. A total of 17 race groups are set to tackle the city streets of Rock Island, Illinois over two full days of exciting competition. 
volunteer-based committee and their passionate crew turns their streets into a racing festival overnight as drivers compete for the coveted Rock Trophy. Categories range from the popular Briggs 206, Margay Ignite, and Yamaha classes to Tag, KA100, Shifter Divisions, and the famed King of the Streets main event. It's the most fun you can have on and off the track. It's the Rock Island Grand Prix. Learn more by visiting rockislandgrandprix.com. And if you're a passionate kart racer, it's time to cross this one off your bucket list. With over 35 years of manufacturing experience, Precision Karting Technologies is the leader in American-made components. We produce high-quality products led by our full line of chromoly and mild steel axles. Metric or imperial, standard or custom, we have what you need. Collars, keys, bearings, we're the source for axle components in the USA. We're not just axles either. At PKT, we can manufacture motor mounts, hubs, brake rotors, and even GoPro mounts. We're also the choice for axle and chassis straightening. We've designed a dedicated table for the sole purpose of straightening and laser aligning your chassis. If needed, we have the capability to cut, replace, and weld portions of your chassis as well. Big crash bent your frame? Send it to us. Broke a spindle yoke off in a wreck? We can replace it. You don't need to toss that expensive frame in the trash bin. We can fix it. We can repair and straighten chassis, and we CNC machine the finest carting products in the country. With over 70 dealers throughout the U.S. and Canada, it's easy to choose PKT. Family owned and operated, proudly made in the USA. PKT, what's in your cart? Are you in need of a podium proven Briggs 206 chassis? If you answered yes, check out the 2019 Margay Ignite K3 and Brava 206 packages manufactured in St. Louis, Missouri right here in the USA. The Margate chassis has been racking up 206 podiums on the club and regional level, most recently at big four-stroke programs such as the AMR Homestead Miami Speedway, Texas Pro Car Challenge, Texas Sprint Racing Series, Atlanta Motorsports Park, the Quincy Grand Prix, and the Gateway Cartplex. The best part about purchasing a Margate racing chassis is that everything can be ordered custom, including frame color, decal color, and logo placement. Choose to purchase as a roller, kit, or race-ready. With a race-ready package, just unbox the cart, add gas, oil, and go. Need factory support? Margate Racing is just a call or email away with technical support or setup tips. Interested in renting a cart at one of the biggest karting events this summer? Check out Margate Racing Spec Ignite class and their arrive and drive packages to be part of the 25th running of the Rock Island Grand Prix this coming Labor Day weekend. For more information, please visit margay.com or call 800-562-7429 today. Welcome back to the EKN Radio Network, episode number 26 of the Industry Insider. My name is Rob Howden. Thank you so much for tuning in. Our guest today on the Insider, Roger Ruthart from the Rock Island Grand Prix, the event celebrating uh, its 25th anniversary. And I'll tell you this, Roger, um, a couple of quick little stories when we get back. First and foremost, of all the races that I've done over 25, I guess, 25 years in the sport, essentially now 26, I think, um, the one conflict that eats at my heart every year is the fact <laughs> that the, the road to Indy and IndyCar elected a number of years ago to put a race on 
Labor Day weekend. It was initially going to be Baltimore. That fell through. We ended up going to Watkins Glen. And, you know, last year it was moved. We're now in Portland. And it's one of those things every year because, I, you know, I was the voice of the event for so many years. It was something I look forward to. I loved coming to the event. It's like a family there. We talked about the staff. It really, it, they're still like family to me. And I don't get a chance to see them, but they're just a, such amazing people. Uh, it's that one or eight. It's that one event that I don't get to go to anymore because of a conflict with my road dandy duties that really eats at me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it hurts. every, and, and the problem is Cole still gets to go, which really pisses <laughs> me off. And race, which pisses me off even more. Yeah. Um, the, here's the other story. And I, I tell this quite a, quite a bit. And I, anytime I'm at Road America, because I see my good friend, Bob Wilson, who's the father of Bobby Wilson, <laughs> who, of yeah. course, was the king of the streets winner. When I was there, I, I might have been there in 98. I think I, I potentially was there in 1998 as well. And or was it 98 or 99. But I was only there to cover it for the race, uh, for the, the magazine. Shifter Card Illustrated. And it, the, the Rock Island Grand Prix has been such a key editorial stop for us. Shifter Card Illustrated, Supercard Illustrated, eCardingNews.com. I've raced it. I announced for 15 years. Cole's, I, Cole's gone there every year uh, since he started working for me. And I yep. want to say this is his 14th year, I think, for Dave. Um, cover Covering the race, right? Um, it was one of the first races that I ever actually got paid to announce. And the funny thing is, is that... Uh, I. I I it was I was doing the shifter card at that point. Well, it wasn't even you. <laughs> you paid me the next year. Bob Wilson said, oh, yeah. "Hey, listen, will you announce this race? Will Roger let you announce this race? If you do, I'll give you a hundred bucks." And I went, "What? Just to do the shifter classes?" He goes, "Yeah, I just want you to do the shifter classes because you know everybody." It might have been ninety nine because it was a year of the Pro Moto Tour. Excuse the Pro Moto Tour, and I went to you, and he went to you, and you went, "Yeah, if he wants to announce, have at it." So <laughs> Wilson gave me a crisp hundred dollar bill. I announced that year. And that, and then you hired me for 15 more years. It was uh, an awesome run. But that's it's the first race I ever got paid to announce. Huh. 100 bucks for Rock Island Grand Prix. Well, I still remember when Bobby won the uh, King of the Streets that one year, and yep. the whole the whole family was in tears. They were, yep, yep, yep. no doubt about it. It's listen, and that's what it's about. Let's before we even go to entry numbers, let's just talk about the race and what it means to people. I think that's key, is it not? Because you know, I. Uh, things that stand out in my mind, you know, obviously Scott speed came uh, when he was on, on his way up with the Red Bull program, you know, and he ended up winning, but to see guys like Gary Lawson win so many races and watching guys, uh, you know, Travis DeVrent, who we lost numerous years ago, hit, hit right. him winning races. I remember being at the banquet when Matt Payway <laughs> won his rock. <laughs> right. And, yeah. and that was, it was, it was so emotional for these guys, Connor Lund, these guys that have won races. You know, I wanted to win so badly the first year that you brought out 206 Masters. You know, I'm like, I, I can do this. I can win 206 Masters. And then damn Tony Nielsen shows up, 31 years old, <laughs> eligible to run. He and I qualified first and second. I just couldn't, you know, I tried to stay with him as much as I can, but it's, it's Tony Nielsen for Christ's sakes. He's one of the best drivers, you know, four cycle and Yamaha drivers in the Midwest. So, I, I finished, I think, third or fourth to he and Jasperson, and and I, I believe it was uh, Scott uh, that, that that got me as well. To to win the race, Roger, it must mean a lot, I think, to your staff when they understand how much it means to the drivers that come e- each and every year. Because to win a rock is something; it's it's one of the most iconic trophies in the sport. Yeah, I think uh, we see actually several different levels of thrill. There's obviously the people that come who uh, think they can win and want to win, and that's, you know, they'll go home with tears if they don't. There's other people that come and, and 
they're winning winning at Rock Island for them is finishing in the top ten. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's other people that come and just finishing the race is winning for them. Yeah, I agree. And, and there's a place for all of those people here. Yeah. And that's one of the great things about it, right? Is the fact that I don't care what speed you're at, you're gonna be you're gonna be racing with somebody. The, the, the nature of the racetrack with all just the 90 degree corners means the draft comes into play. You just got to roll the corner, uh, but you're always racing with somebody. Unless you get in an incident, you, you know, drop back. You're, there's always someone to draft with and race with. And you're right. right. I don't care where, where you are. There's different expectations and different goals from people. And, and I think you're right. And that's, you know, the one of the interesting things too, is you're one of the, there's not a lot of races anymore that, that still pay out money. Right. And Absolutely. When, you, when you guys get the bigger, the class, the more money that gets paid out. And, and it's, it's always been exciting to get a check. Now, of course, David Cole and I, when we race, if we win money, we give it back to you guys. But there are people that leave with, with big dollars. Guys have won a ton of money running the Rock Island Grand Prix over the years. That's true. Yeah. And it, it's, uh, it's really in the hand of the racers. You know, the, as you said, the bigger the class, yeah. the more we pay out. Now, speaking of big classes, um, let's overall entry numbers. Where are you pre-entry right now? It's, it's a it's a question I hazard to ask because just the way carters are nowadays, they're always waiting to the absolute last minute. I have no doubt you guys will get a bum rush, uh, you know, in the next couple of weeks. But you know, especially with a couple of races coming up this weekend in the Elkhart uh, Riverwalk Grand Prix, and then of course the Scusa Summer Nationals this weekend as well. So I'm sure a lot of people are holding off. But where are you guys entry wise? Pretty much the same as last couple of years, or? Yeah, we're pretty much the same as we've been the last few years. Uh, you know, we get a we get a big bump at the beginning because of the support we get from Briggs and Stratton yep. for yep. people who enter a second class. They they can do it for twenty five bucks. Um, so and th- those entries are limited to thirty. So we get a big bump until those run out. Um, and then we usually, you know, at, from there on, it's you know waiting till after Elkhart and this and the Scusa race and make sure people haven't been up their cart or broken a rib or something before they enter. So, and like um, I always say, with with the credit card resets as well, right? Right, it, exactly. They want they want that cost to go on the next credit card statement. Yeah, so um, we're you know we're expecting the next three weeks will be real big, but yeah, we're right, right now you know we're we're doing fine. We have some classes that we're a little worried about. You know, people will call and say, well. How many entries do you have? Because I'm not going to enter if the class is going to get canceled. Yeah. And then I tell them, you know, if you don't enter, the class is going to get canceled because, you know, that's just, you know, we don't run very seldom run classes under 10 entries. So didn't you tell me last year that, that last year, like I was a tag class or something like that, you know, you had didn't have enough entries and then you cancel it and everybody's calling like, well, I was going to enter. Yeah. But it's the catch 22 folks. You have to enter, enter, get entered, tell all your friends. Get on social media, and here's my here's my call to action. If you're going to the Rock Island Grand Prix, enter today, do it, get it done, and then post it on social media that you're going that you just entered. Post a link to enter, and then tell everybody you're going. Get people get people fired up. Let's have everybody going to this race. It's the best race out there. I love it. Um, Roger, what do you expect to be looking looking at past years, last couple of years? What classes do you expect to be massive? Well, I I think the um... I think the trend right now is certainly in support of the the Briggs and Ignite classes. Yep. Those seem to be continuing to grow. I think that the the, uh, uh, the reasonable cost of getting involved in the sport is a, has a big thing to do with that. But it's also you know great racing, uh, you know close wheel to wheel racing, and um, so the, I think those classes will, will certainly be strong again this year. Um, but only time will tell, I guess. 
Yeah, I, I have no doubt the Briggs stuff is big. Um, speaking from experience, having run with the Margay Ignite guys, with, with Keith Freeber and Craig Dingus and, and Sean Kennedy and everybody over there um, at the Battle of the Brickyard event, second to none. Like that Margay Ignite Arrive and Drive program, what an opportunity. Right. And, and Rogers, one of the things I, you know, I tell wherever I go, California, Northeast, Pacific Northwest, Florida, Texas, I say if you want to come to the Rock Island Grand Prix, and and you want to race, you want to cross it off your bucket list, but you, maybe you don't want to haul the twenty something hours from wherever you are, thirty hours, whatever it may be. Uh, you but you want to fly in, do it with the Margay Ignite program because it's so easy. Now there are other teams that can do arrive and drives for you, whatever it may be. If you don't, if you want to run a different category, I'm sure. Right. But if you're a Briggs racer or you want to come and just sample the and have some fun, uh, that Margay Ignite program, hands off. You know. Guys there to work on your carts. You don't need to make a lot of adjustments. I don't, we didn't make a lot of adjustments to mine at the Brickyard, and I was, you know, I was bad fast. I finished sixth. It was fun. Uh, but that Margay Ignite program really provides an opportunity for anybody, Canada, North America, around the world, to come and run the event, fly in, get a hotel, and run the Margay Ignite program. Great, awesome competition, and just a great, great formula. Well, and you know, you talk about the, the atmosphere of the event. Um, you know, Margay's got this tent with, I don't know, what is it, 25 or 30 carters in there and all the mechanics. Yeah, and yeah. I yeah. mean, that's just a great atmosphere to experience in itself. Yeah, there were 65 carts under the tent, I believe, uh, at the Battle of the Brickyard at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. I'm sure they'll have huge numbers uh, as well. But this great opportunity, folks. I'm telling you, the Margay Ignite program, if you want to come to this race, uh, a great way uh, of doing that. Um King of the Streets. Let's talk about that. Always a always a fun event for King of the Streets. You know the the, the crown, the robe. Some badass drivers have been able to win there, and, and you, you saw when they win. You go back as far as AJ Whistler and and Alan Rudolph, and you just said Scott Speed, Bobby Wilson, Kyle Wigand won many many times as well. Um, you know you're gonna you're gonna get more guys that are gonna be gunning for that. Josh Lane's obviously the guy that always wants to pull guys out. He's pushing for uh, he's pushing to get thirty guys there. It just it's kind of cool, Roger. It seems like the king of the streets kind of starting to pick up momentum again, right? Some pretty good numbers last year. You guys have added, I think, a, a class so guys can run two categories. You brought in the IAMI SSE 175cc. You got in on, with with a you know, obviously a weight penalty because it's such a monster. But uh, I think king of the streets will be good again this year. Oh, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I think um, you know it, it's been strong the last few years. Uh, it was I I think the at least from our experience the shifter carding took a little bit longer to bounce back from the recession than some of the the other classes, but um, at least here in the Midwest. But uh, I, I think it's going to be good. Josh has done an absolutely wonderful job representing our organization and getting the word out and twisting arms and that. And, and I'm sure it's going to be some just awesome racing. Folks, speaking right now with Roger Ruthart from the Rock Island Grand Prix, the Labor Day Classic. Uh, again, uh, August 31st, September 1st, I believe, Labor Day this weekend, a Saturday-Sunday race. You roll in there on Friday. You uh, Once they've closed the streets down, you bring the trailers in, you get set up. They go to town. They get a track set up overnight. So when you roll in there on Saturday morning, you got a driver's meeting, and you're on the racetrack. Trust me, the bucket list race in North American Carney. If you haven't done the Rock Island Grand Prix, Make sure you do it. It's the one event that my Road to Indy Conflicts 
kill me that I can't bat me back because I was the, the voice of the event for 15 years, handing the mic over to Tim Cohen. Of course, uh, David Cole will be there. EKN trackside live all weekend long, his coverage, uh, live audio. David, of course, will be racing again this year in the Margie Ignite category. He really wants a rock as well. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to be pulling for him while, while I'm out in Portland. We're going to go to a quick break. When we come back, Roger and I are going to talk a little bit about some new things for the for this particular event, the 25th anniversary. They, they, they're making um, some minor track adjustments. We'll talk a little bit about the nightlife as well. Stay tuned, folks. More to come here on the EKN Radio Network. For over a century, Briggs & Stratton has had a commitment and passion for racing. It's a DNA found in every engine we build today. So whether you kart race, Baja, race quarter midgets, or believe that dirt and snow are just God's way of adding to the challenge, the dedicated spirit of every Briggs & Stratton employee stands at the fence waiting for the green flag to drop. Briggs & Stratton Racing, what powers you? The shift is on to a new brand and a new way of thinking. The Croc promotion has taken American karting by storm and, simply put, we have the best kart on the market. We've won and continue to win national and regional races with a revolving door of drivers. Myers, Bedozo, French, Musgrave, and we're ready to dominate the rest of the 2019 season. We just want to win. That's it. Plain and simple. Our dynamic R&D program is more aggressive than any other manufacturer, and we're the only company focused on building the perfect chassis for American tracks, engines, and tires. Why race a cart made for Europeans? We're testing prototypes for American racing. We're breaking the mold. Croc Promotion is all about supporting dedicated and talented young drivers and winning races. That's Croc Promotion USA. That's Mad Old Nut Racing. We just want to win plain and simple. No BS. Let us spend our time and money developing the chassis so that you can win. Rotax is officially back in America. And J3 Competition is the iconic brand's new importer and distributor for the northern half of the United States. With a focus on top-notch customer service and unparalleled product support, J3 Competition is excited to work with club and regional series to build the Rotax community in the tag categories. They're promoting a pair of special events this year to provide opportunities for their racers to win tickets to the Rotax Max Challenge Grand Finals in Italy, the sport's most talked about global event. The Stars and Stripes Trophy and the Stars and Stripes Open events will feature J3 Competition's trademark professionalism, as well as the popular Engine Raffle program to provide a completely level playing field. With tickets to this year's Grand Finals up for grabs, they look forward to seeing everyone at the Trophy event in May in Utah and for the Open in August at Pit Race. Rotax is a leader in two-cycle technology, and J3 Competition brings over 75 years of experience to the brand here in the United States. Check out the new Rotax USA program at racerotax.com. Welcome back to the EKN Radio Network. My name is Rob Howden. Episode number 26 of the Industry Insider. It's Wednesday, August the 7th. We are just uh, pretty much a little over three weeks away from the 25th running of the Rock Island Grand Prix. 
Roger Ruthart joining me here, good friend of mine uh, who I've known for 20 plus years. Roger, um, okay, so 25th anniversary, you kind of think, what what do we do? You guys are going to make a couple of changes to the racetrack, turn one, turn five. Am I correct? Yes, sir. That's the plan. We're looking, right, to, we're looking forward to uh, seeing what the impact is going to be. Yeah, I, I once the track laid, laid laid out, I'd love to, I'd love to be there when some of the guys were in the corners talking about it because you know you're going to get positive feedback, probably negative feedback. But you know what what was the motivation for the change? Is it to try have a little new new experience, or is some of it having to do with potentially you know it's a street, right? These are these are city streets. They change throughout the year. Is there some areas that you're trying to avoid based on damage to the streets or whatever it may be? Yeah, it's a it's a little bit of both. Okay. Um, and part and part of the part of the whole thing too is we've had great support from the city, and there's a, I think it's eight different places on the track that are going to be repaved before this year's race. Oh, that's awesome! But um, yeah. yeah, in corner one there there's a bump right on the in the racing line. We hope it'll be gone, but in case it's not, because like you said, it is a street. Yeah. Um. We thought this one, this slight deviation would allow racers to avoid the bump, which um, not only has been hard on equipment and bodies, but also tends to kick you toward the outside barriers. Yeah. So um, we're just going to have a slight deviation to the right and then back left and on down the two blocks straight away. The same issue comes into play on, on turn five, which is, you know, back on the backside of the course. But... The, uh, the racing line goes through a manhole, and then there's a pretty severe crown in the street. So if you hit if you hit the manhole and you don't have four wheels on the ground, and you hit then hit the crown, it also tends to throw you toward the barriers. So by a slight adjustment in the track to avoid to avoid the manhole, and then come straight on where the crown is in the road, um, I think that corner will be safer as well. Interesting. I, I, I yeah, I've, I've, I think I've, I've been in the barriers twice. One, I got one at a practice. I got hit from behind running a one twenty five shifter, and then one, uh, I was running I think fifth in one twenty five cc masters on an RBI chassis, the Richie Buxman special. Yeah, and I ran I ran out of talent <laughs> trying to get past Todd Vandermolen on like I think the last lap or second. I think it was the last lap. I think I was trying to go for fifth. Uh and I ran out of talent in turn five and ended up as Sean Burr from Go Racing magazine said, I booked it into the bales. Uh <laughs> it was hard it was a hard hit. But uh yeah, that was, those are my two big wrecks. But I like it. Little adjustment. I think it'll be interesting. Uh of well, course David Cole, as I said, will be there and he'll I'm sure he'll have video uh on EKN as soon as it, as soon as it rolls out. Part part of the impetus for the whole thing it goes back to yeah. the twenty five year thing and and we you know as we do in many cases reached out for the racers to get their input and see if they had any ideas and things that we could do differently or whatever. And there, there were a lot of them. Um, a, a lot of it just isn't isn't possible because yeah. because of the what we're what we're dealt to deal with on a street race. But yeah. one of the things they suggested was change up the course. So we can't really go further east or further west or, or toward the river or anything because of the condition of the streets or the fact there's drop-offs and things like that. Um, but we, this is one way that we thought we could just change up the course a little bit without actually changing up the course a lot. So was there, ever, was there ever any discussion about running it backwards? Uh, that, that was a <laughs> suggestion that was made. 
And, yep. and then you get into all kinds of issue. Well, where do we have power? Where do we have to move the start finish line to? And all these other yep. things that come into play when you're dealing with a, you know, a temporary circuit. Yeah. I, it'd be interesting. It'd be interesting. I mean, that's a thought. Just throw it out there. <laughs> <laughs> it would, I, I don't know. It'd be very interesting. I think. Um, all right. Let's, you know what? Uh, let's, let's cap this podcast off and start talking a little bit about the event itself, Roger, because I think one of the cool things about this is, and I, you know, we're trying to give people that may have not been here before who are listening to the podcast some insight on, on the race itself. And one of the cool things, as I've said before, the hotel's right there. It's literally a block away from the paddock, right? It's essentially right there. The, the arts and entertainment district are right there as well. Yep. So you're able to stay close to the track, uh, whether you're there or you're at a casino, whatever it may be, it's super close. Um, it's the, some of it's the nightlife, I think, for me. You know, it's it's there's so many great restaurants. You know, we are we you know tradition run to Huckleberry's at the, you know the pizza parlor, the New Mexican place, ridiculously good. Uh, that's one of the things I miss about that place as well because the Mexican place is awesome. Right, just so many great opportunities, but it's the atmosphere. You know, the you know Roger, there's concerts every night, Thursday night, Friday night, Friday night, Saturday night, or right downtown in the in the you know the arts and entertainment district. Ribco puts on a couple of concerts. There's some great bars. Everybody just goes and has a great time. It's the, it, when you're done racing, you crack a cold one, you get your carts ready, you put them away, grab dinner, and you're out having you're having fun. Friday night, Saturday night, even Sunday night, people are out having a good time. Yeah, I think that's that's sort of a, a hallmark of our event. Um, I remember a number of years ago when uh, the the guys from Wildcart in Italy came over. Yep, and Stefano. Stefano, and he said, you know, in Europe. When the racing's over, everybody goes in and hides away in their own little tent and, and has something to eat or whatever. He said, this is so much better where everybody just gets together and parties, you know, at the same time. Yeah. And, and I think uh, that was a pretty successful run here for Stefano when they brought the wild card over. I believe Martin Pierce yep. was driving for them. I think he won the tag senior class, which is interesting. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's obviously just such such a great atmosphere. I think I'd asked you about the bands. I'm not sure. Did, did you know with which bands were playing on the weekend, or or did we figure that out? I, or, I don't know a lot or, about them yet. I know that yep. Thursday night there's there's a concert in in the big park that's on the riverfront. That, yep. That's a local band called Wicked Liz and the Belly Swirls. It's put on by the the park district. I love it. And then Friday night is Alex Williams uh, at, at Ribco. I think that's a country band. And Saturday is a band called Crust, which I've heard of, but I don't know a lot about them. Just the cool, the cool thing, like we said, that just there's uh, a lot of entertainment. You can have your, you know, you have your food. Uh, for some reason, we always end up at the old time tap as well. I don't know why, but I'm gravitated to that little pub. Yep. It's fantastic, <laughs> right? The hole in the wall, but uh, we always have a great time there as well. So, Roger, here's the thing: twenty twenty five years. Uh, What's the future look like? You know, we we did the interview with you that we we posted a while back to kind of start off our, our preview coverage of this year's Rock Island. What's the future looking like? What you know, you guys, a lot of your staff's been around a long time. Talk a little bit about maybe the, how you see this race moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we we've sort of taken advantage of the 25th year as an opportunity to to look both back and forward. Yeah. Um, as you said, there's a lot of us that have been involved for 20 or more years. And, you know, we were young when we started. And now, I mean, speaking my, for myself, I'm six, 69 this year. So, wow. um, you know, and, and there's a lot of other people that are in their 60s or even 70 who are key elements of our race. So we're, we, you know, we're looking at the whole thing. We're trying to figure out a way that we can um, make sure this moves forward, but with 
not relying so much on each individual person to uh, to carry such a l- large load. Understood. Um, I mean, if I went away tomorrow, you could probably peel off about eight tasks to eight different people and still get the work done. So, that, I mean, that's kind of the thing that we're looking at. We're looking for partners. We're talking about options to uh, that will have people come in and, and help with setup. One thing that I think a lot of racers don't really understand is what what a huge job it is to set up a track and take it down in six hours. It, it, yeah, it's, let's let, let's say that the track that the the city goes hot in the morning, right? It's like we're done, and they open those streets back up. Like when you wake up Monday morning and you got the post race hangover, yeah, people are already driving on the streets. Exactly, <laughs> it's, it's really weird. So it's, now it's it's Labor Day. It's Monday Labor Day. There's not a lot of people out there because a lot of stuff's closed. But man, it's to see the fact you wake up in the morning, you come out, and that track is gone. It's kind of surreal to me. Yeah, right? and it takes us about you know two hundred people to to do that. So wow. um Amazing. And every, you know, sure, there's groups that come back every year, but some every year there's some that don't, and you have to replace them and retrain people and everything else. So I think that's one thing that, I mean, that's what we're in our up to our elbows in right now is just figuring out how we're going to get, you know, who's going to do what and how we're going to get everything set up this year. And the other big part, I think, is um, that I'll, that maybe the racers appreciate a little bit more is the fact that they this is their opportunity to race in front of thousands of people. Very true. You know, you go to the, you go to the car track and race on the weekend and your mom and dad and girlfriend are there and that's great. But this is the race that people have family reunions at. They bring their sponsors to, you know, there's race fans from all over the Midwest that come to watch. It's, it's just a really different atmosphere. I think for, you know, except for the very high level, cart races in uh, like schools and that. I can't remember which rate, which year it was. It was, a, it was the year I ran with Brian McCaddy for DB Motorsports in the, in the 206 senior category. And we were the first class, you know, rolling out when, after we did opening ceremonies. And, you know, you open the track up to allow kids and, and families to come out for the autograph session at the very start. That was super cool. Just to be able to meet some of the racers who were out there, you know, signing autographs, talking to them about the sport itself. Right. Uh, I love that. I, I just the amount of fans there and they're knowledgeable fans. Like you say, Roger, they come back every year. They know the names, right? They, they know who the stars are. They're rooting for certain, for certain drivers because they've watched them race year after year. It's a, it's an awesome annual event like that. Yeah. And the whole downtown is wired for sound. So, yeah. so whether it's Rob Howden or Tim Coyne or whoever it is, I mean, they're hearing what's going on on the racetrack, you know, and hearing the names and over and over. And, you know, they know who the local drivers are. They know, that the guys in King of the Streets are the ones that are going to go the fastest and things like that. So yeah. you know, every every race is a little bit different and has a nuance. And and I think, like you said, the the fans are uh, knowledgeable enough that they understand all that. And one thing to remind folks, it, uh, it is rain or shine. So if it's if it rains, we're racing. I got a chance to race in the rain there uh, one year in a 125 shifter. It was awesome. <laughs> the thing about the crown of the road, you know, you talked about that, Roger. When it rains... It's 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 so wild. You have to change your line a little bit because you you know you're going over the crown. If you get on the throttle on the crown over the crown, it wants to spin around on you. Rain or shine, people are going to be out there having a good time. And, and uh, again, 25th anniversary, Roger. First and foremost, or last and foremost, congratulations on that. 25 years for the race itself, and for you and your entire staff. The amount of time you guys have put in to put this race on each and every year. 
uh, I want to thank you on behalf of the entire karting community because uh, the Rock Island Grand Prix, obviously one of the jewels of our sport. Well, I mean, we couldn't have done it without the support of the racers, the support of our sponsors, many of which have been with us for a lot of years. You know, people like yourself and David and, uh, you know, Briggs and Stratton, Margay, people like that that just, you know, really have become great partners in, in putting on this event. Indeed. Roger, thank you so much for joining me, man. I appreciate it. Again, Labor Day Classic, uh, the Rock Island Grand Prix coming up three weeks away. If you haven't entered, do it. If you've never been there, trust me, go to the Rock Island Grand Prix. It's a bucket list race. One of the coolest races on and off the racetrack. I've said that so many times. Just a great race to go to. Roger, thank you so much, bud. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you, Rob. Good to talk to you. Folks, that is Roger Ruthart from the Rock Island Grand Prix again. Uh, what is it? August the 31st, September 1st. Uh, the uh, the event that you need to go to, trust me, Labor Day weekend. It's just such an awesome time. David Cole is going to be there. Ecartingnews.com, of course, on our Trackside Live tour for 2019. That tour presented by Cooper Tires. David will be live. Tim Coyan on the microphone. Full coverage all weekend long. Live play-by-play, of course, on our website, ecartingnews.com. Slash live. David Cole also getting behind the wheel. He did get beat by Rob Howden at the Battle of the Brickyard, so he's nursing that sore still. But he's going to be back with the good folks at the Margay Ignite program. He wants the rock. And uh, David is always very, very quick at the Rock Island Grand Prix. He has led laps before there in Yamaha. He's led laps in, uh, in the Ignite category. Uh, looking forward to seeing if Dave can close it out this year and potentially take a rock of his own. You should go try to get one as well, folks. Trust me, it's an unbelievable race. The Rock Island Grand Prix celebrating its 25th year this season. Again, the Labor Day Classic. Make sure you head to it. But this has been the Industry Insider, episode number 26. Thank you to Roger Ruthart for joining me. Folks, my name's Rob Howden. Bye for now. Bye for now.